Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Yeah, buddy. I'm telling you what, Andrew, I whenever I hear that old Sticks music and Big Ben Buckland with the big booming voice going, that gets me excited. Holy Good. smokes. Get your uh, get your blood get your blood flowing. Gets my it? blood flowing to all the itty bitty parts of my body. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> hey, I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry. And on the other end of the line, that mysterious voice is my very best friend in all the world. Uh, he's a free agent right now. It's I Andrew Majorkirth, podcast superstar. Andrew, say hello to the people. Yo, yo, yo. Andrew, how is life for Andrew Majorkirth? Before we, uh, before I hit the record button, we were talking about you being a teacher. You're actually teaching America's youth. I am teaching America's youth right now. I am teaching science and math to a bunch of uh, sophomores and juniors in high school. I'm telling you, nothing, nothing could be scarier, Andrew, than you teaching America's youth. Oh, it's it's glorious. Especially science and math. Do you have to wear sandals in the math class so you can count up to 20? <laughs> the uh, If the questions get too hard, I just say, hey, you need to go ask the regular teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Find YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Google it. <laughs> Google is your friend, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, and you yeah. were and you were saying uh, that that uh, there was a, a young person in class that was walking around wearing a Pearl Jam sweatshirt. Yes, yes, they got extra credit for uh, their work today just because of that. There you go. And there was also a young person walking around wearing a a t shirt from a, a a certain young band out of Sweden. Yep. Uh, Ghost. They, they they were indeed. I uh, I reached out to that person and talked to him in the hallway today and. Uh, I think they're a little bewildered that I that I was talking to them about the T-shirt they were wearing. But that's kind of creepy. That's okay. <laughs> I would have given that person an automatic A. I would have I would have asked them. I would have given a pop quiz. I would have said, "Okay, kid, quick for for an A for the rest of the semester. Papa one, Papa two, Papa three, or Papa four. That's right. And if she gave me he or she gave me the right answer, I would give them an easy A the rest of the way. That's what. That's so, kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, How about that? All right, well, very good. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah, Do we have to call you Mr. Majorkirth or Mr. Andrew? I go Mr. Andrew since the uh, you know I don't want him to confuse them with trying to say my name and all that. So that's a little too tough. Majorkirth is a little too tough for America's youth, huh? Yep. 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 So we go. We go, Mr. Andrew, and uh, yeah. <laughs> How about? How about that teaching teaching science and math? Holy! I'm God. telling you what. Oh boy, that's so crazy. And I, and I'm and I'm having the time of my life right now doing it. Really? Oh, it's it's a blast. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Well, good for it's you. A, it's a blast. The good. science teacher is a, uh, the science teacher I'm with is a first year teacher. He just graduated from the University of Oklahoma. Oh no! And, uh, oh no! So this is his first semester teaching by himself. Yeah. And uh, so he's young. He's 22. So I'm like, oh, like. I'm I'm almost old enough to be your father, <laughs> you know. I'm like, Holy moly, what's going on here? Yeah. The uh, yeah, he's very upbeat and positive and has fun and 
make sure he makes sure the kids have fun and all that stuff. So yeah, it's 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 a good time right now for sure. Learning is fundamental. I always I I, I was taught that uh, when I was in school. Learning is fundamental, and then we we would yeah. always put our twist of it. Learning is fun to be mental. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. no, and it's yeah, and it's it's fun. I mean, I haven't done you know I've got a I've got a science degree um, from OSU, but mm-hmm. you know I haven't done this kind of science, you know, this is physical science. So atoms and electrons and protons and all that stuff. Like I haven't done this stuff since high school, you know, the agricultural science that you got from OSU, that degree isn't coming in handy is what you're saying. Yeah. No, totally different, totally different realm of science. Right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of fun to get back. Cause I mean, Holy smokes. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't read some of this stuff and looked at some of this stuff in 20 years, you know? Andrew, you haven't read in 20 years. Come on, tell the truth. I may may have read a book or two. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. If it did a comic book, maybe. Yeah. Oh, geez. And then the the stuff. Oh, you know what? Why is my stuff not working here? Oh, yeah. I was trying to. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I envision you in class. You're like the sounds, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> the sounds of my youth. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a whole bunch of that going on. And I haven't done this math stuff the uh, in four or five years since I graduated college. The uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's fun, right? It's I'm having I'm having a good time doing it for sure. Good for you. Good for you. All right. Well, it's a scary thought for America's youth, but I'm happy for you, and I'm happy that you're happy. So that's uh, that's exciting. <laughs> my, and my wife is absolutely bewildered that I grew up as a young a young person watching Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> I, I think we're all bewildered, Andrew, that you're married. <laughs> that you've, yeah. You know, you are proof positive of that saying that there's someone out there for everybody. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, and my you, wife is a lucky lady, that's she, for sure. Yeah. Was she concussed when she said yes? Or... Yeah. Uh, she, you know. She's a lucky lady. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> She's say. a lucky lady. Whatever. I think you're the lucky one. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, Andrew. Hey, let's get to this. This is uh, we 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 missed you last week. We had on Anita Suchia, all the way from Utah, and Utah. Uh, I know she she brought it. She brought the heat, Andrew. I'm telling you what. I like it. Uh, but we before we get going, I got to give you some credit. I got to give you some credit. Okay. So I am the smartest man alive. There you go, Andrew, just for you, because your predictions last week were dead or two weeks ago, they were dead on. You went 100%. Each and every one of them was right on the money. I, I was going to say, I thought I was pretty close to uh, going um, 10 for 10 on that one. I, I, the, the thought of having you on the podcast and having, having you brag all about this <laughs> was just too much for my small little pea brain. You know, you, predict, you predicted uh, Colorado State, uh, Colorado sweeping San Diego State, Colorado State sweeping Metro, Arizona State pounding, pounding Northern Arizona, and Maryville and Central splitting. And uh, you, you, you were one hundred percent on that. And I just said, "Well, hey, we we got to go a different route. I can't have Andrew <laughs> on here bragging." <laughs> so anyway, so we, we gave you a week to 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 let your head kind of deflate a little bit. And I really, I was really torn on that. UCO Maryville split too. I yeah, I, I was torn there. So yeah, right. that was that was a big call on my part there. Well, we'll 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 get your uh, we'll get your uh, prognostications. We'll see if you can keep the streak going here in a little bit. 
Sounds good to me. Let's, uh, hey, let's do some quick updates on some stuff that we're kind of just monitoring as we go through before we get into uh, the, the meat uh, of our podcast, which is talking about game results and Andrew's wonderful predictions. Uh, update on Nationals for 2024. They still have not decided on a location yet. The front runner is still St. Louis, but Pittsburgh, Tampa, and Anaheim are still out there, but uh, still no decision is made. It's now, Andrew, it's October the 3rd of 2022, and we still don't know know where we're going for 2024 Nationals. Insane. I uh, I, I still like Pittsburgh and St. Louis. Those are my... those are my picks. That's where I would go. That's where I and, and in that order too, because I've never been to Pittsburgh. I've driven through it, um, but uh, never actually physically been stayed, you know, long enough. But I understand yeah. that there uh, there are logistical issues that may exist there. Whereas uh, uh. St. Louis, it's one big happy facility. So who knows? Ooh. Yeah, St. Louis is good. I like St. Louis. St. Louis is good. Hey, we had a hurricane come through Florida, and that doesn't affect the WCHL at all because we don't deal with hurricanes in the West. Uh, at least I don't think so. Uh, but uh, I paid attention to it because it did affect the place where we go every uh, – where we, the ACHA, goes every uh, end of April, beginning of May – for our annual meeting, uh, we go down to uh, the ACHA goes down to Naples, Florida, to take part uh, or to participate in the American Hockey Coaches Association uh, convention. Isn't it? That's always it. Always messes me up, Andrew. I almost I almost dropped an f bomb there. Um, <laughs> man, good thing I caught it. Uh, it, it always messes me up because the ACHA goes down to participate in the AHCA convention. <laughs> It's a tongue twister. I'm telling you what, man, you got to be a, like a, a high school science teacher to figure that one That's out. That's right. That's right. Um, but and it was normally held at the Naples Beach and Golf Club until that got sold, um, and, which was, and it was beautiful. It was right on the beach. And this past year it was held, I think it was at the, uh, like the Vanderbilt Resort or something like that. Anyways. Yeah, I was say, it, it was somewhere that didn't really sound like real Florida, right? Yeah. It didn't sound nice and sexy like the Naples Beach and Golf Club. Uh, which was awesome because, boy, you were literally right on the beach. However, that was when uh, there was no hurricane around. It would not be awesome when Hurricane Ian came to town because it brought a nice 11-foot storm surge uh, to Naples and to Fort Myers, Florida, and to Marco Island. Um, the, 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 I, I like to, personally, I like to go to Marco Island because all the hockey dopes, the hockey morons, and the hockey meetings are all in Naples. We all hockey have, guys. We have to. Yeah, we're not hockey guys. All the hockey guys are in Naples. We have to fly into Fort Myers, drive forty-five minutes south to Naples, and that's where all the meetings are, and that's where everybody gets together and you know puts out their chest and <laughs> drinks beer and you know has arm wrestling contests and you know yeah. titty twisters and all you know do stupid boy <laughs> dumb stupid stuff. I go down to Marco oh. Island. You know, I, I spit my drink out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go, I go down to Marco Island, and I stay away from all the hockey dopes um, because it's nice and it's quiet and it's just gorgeous and it's beautiful. Um, and Hurricane Ian wiped all of it out, so uh, we feel for those people. Hopefully, it'll be back and up and running uh, by the time this most recent convention or this upcoming convention is supposed to start. So, uh, but we'll see. Yep. I saw some pictures of Kelly's Fish House, which is a great place to go eat uh, dinner in Naples. 
and it was literally up to the soffit Ooh. of its uh, of its roof. It's right on the water, and so like water got into the restaurant and up to like the the top of the ceiling, which was yeah. or the bottom of the ceiling, I guess it would be. I saw I saw a thing on Twitter this evening that said so one county down there that took a direct hit was going to be without power for like a month. Yeah, before they could before they could get all the poles replaced and all the lines restrung and all that. Yeah, that's yeah. a long time to wait. God bless all those people. Um, yeah, that 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 are you know coming in in uh, bringing power back to that area. Uh, I, I know that Mark Island was without power, uh, but now it's it's supposed to have power. Um, I also know that there's a lot of Airbnb folks that are saying, yeah, come on down. Your rental's still good. Oh, um, yeah, right. yeah, but there's, you know, there's little to no restaurants open up. They can't get supplies, you know, yeah, uh, the, yeah. the, gro- the grocery stores open, but there's almost nothing there. So, yeah, uh, let the, let those people get back to humanity and yeah. get their lives put back together and then go down there. Right? There you go. Stay, yeah. But, uh, away. so. We want to we want to send some uh, good juju. Now the nice thing is the ACHA its host hotel is the Gulf Coast Inn, and it's Andrew to put it nicely, it's a dump. <laughs> so it's I like, be, I believe it's like that, the roadway in he, oh, worse. Um, <laughs> I believe Hurricane Ian might have been some improvement to Give it the, the Gulf Coast that it needed. It, it very well could be. So hopefully there's probably going to be an upcharge uh, now due to the renovations, the recent renovations and uh, improvements <laughs> that Hurricane Ian brought to the Gulf Coast end. Um, I'm probably going to get in so much trouble for saying that since That's right. wearing my ACHA hat. That's right. It's, you know, I stayed there once when I had to, when it was, uh, when I was the interim executive director. And, oh, my God, Andrew, it was just, I'm not going to say it was the worst, because I've had worse down there, right? Um, I've, 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 I've literally stayed a night in a place, never went to sleep, um, <laughs> got up at 6 in the morning, checked out, and literally went to a Hampton Inn down the road. There were, there were sugar ants crawling all over the, oh. uh, the wall of this place. Oh. It's right across from the Gulf Coast Inn. It's another dump. Um, and uh, I just said, yeah, I'm not doing this at all. Yeah, I'm out of here. And uh, so anyways, uh, uh, the, the, you know, the Naples, uh, the, the Gulf Coast Inn, I'm sure. Anyways, I, I, when, the one year I stayed there, I mean, it was just the worst. And I said never again. So it's, uh, it does well for the ACHA because it's cheap and because they have a tiki bar where all the coaches like to hang out until like 2 or 3 in the morning. And it's got a uh, well, it's got a tiki bar, and I think that's probably about <laughs> that's and that's about all she wrote. It's within stumbling distance of people's hotel rooms. <laughs> yeah, that's the so, key, right? Key yeah. factor, right there. <laughs> there you go. So, Hurricane Ian has hit Naples and Marco Island and Fort Myers, and hopefully uh, that Southwest Florida area will uh, recover and uh, recover quickly. I know that the airport in Fort Myers is still closed. It's uh, supposed to open up on october the 7th which i believe if my memory serves is friday because that should be a friday right yeah it should be so we'll see we'll see but uh let's hope the best so that uh, the acha can uh have us all down there again yep i agree so all right and hey uh the other update andrew we have uh are the wchl podcast still crappy yeah you know you know it hasn't gotten any better 
we like to we like to set the bar a little lower around here you know so <laughs> still so it's getting lower and lower <laughs> we don't want any expectations getting too out of hand here, you know. Don't it's, expect too much out of old Perry and I, you know. You're only going to get what you're going to get. Nothing right. more. You're going to get your money's worth. Yeah. You right. can always ask for a refund. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, we're still suboptimal. So, all right, Andrew, let's get to it because, man, we had a whole bunch of games. Holy smokes. This was like the first weekend of full action every, let me see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Did you see how I did that? Ten teams were all in action. Uh, I I counted to 11 and I said 10. Uh, 10 teams, all 10 WCHL teams were in action this past weekend, which is just great news. Yep. It got going on Wednesday night. Davenport from Michigan decided they wanted to get the heck out of Michigan, and they went down to the desert, and they took on the Antelopes of Grand Canyon. Danny Roy and his Lopes got things kicked off on a Wednesday. They started their season by hosting the uh, Panthers from Davenport. Davenport years ago won the Division II National Championship. Then they moved up to Division I with the same crew and won the Division One National Championship. Now, that was about 10 years ago, so uh, Davenport's got a good little pedigree. This game was a 6-3 to three win, though, for the good guys of Grand Canyon. They uh, took it to them, didn't they? They did. They, uh, it was basically it was, a, a two-for-one trade every, every period. Yeah, I mean, it was a little closer. I mean, it was, what, 4-3, and then they uh, pumped in two uh, empty netters to make it 6-3 on them, so, yeah. I mean... Score is probably not as indicative of what the game was, but hey, you know, good for Grand Canyon. Hot start for the weekend, and uh, you know, like you said, Davenport, they've got the pedigree there. They've got the good name, so you know, anytime you can beat those guys, kudos. Davenport, I thought, did uh, did okay. They scored a lot of goals on the power play. Grand Canyon gave them a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot of uh, penalties, a lot of gifts, but uh, to Grand Canyon's credit, um, they came through, I thought, uh, number 33, our good friend, who Jacob Cummings, who wears a goaltender's number, yet he plays up and skates. I thought he did uh, really, really well. And I'm telling you what, the uh, the backbreaker, the absolute backbreaker for the game was a shorthanded wraparound goal by uh, uh, number three, Corey Potak, I think is his yep. name. Um, the Davenport goaltender went, Davenport's on the power play. It's four to three. They're trying to get the, uh, they're trying to tie the game up. And, uh, the Davenport goaltender goes behind the net to play the puck and, uh, Green Canyon's number three, Potak comes and steals the puck away from the goaltender and rat tucks it in, uh, just does a little wraparound for a shorthanded goal to just deflate all of, uh, Davenport's momentum. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, it w- that was it. Yeah, a minute and a half later, an empty netter, and yeah, Dunzo. Davenport just could not, could not, could not recover. And and hey, you know what? On that empty netter, um, credit to here. Let me look at it real quick. Oh, forty four had the uh, had the primary assist. Um, yep. uh, Schmitz. Yeah, Hunter Schmitz. Uh, credit to him. When when people see an empty net, they everybody gets uh, big googly eyes and they start trying <laughs> yeah. to shoot at it. Right. Yep. Not yep. this kid. No, I mean this kid. He he was he fought for the puck down into the corner, and he fed the the kid that scored the goal. Who was at fifteen there? Tabuchi, Tabokol. I don't know how to say that name. Tabukol. Uh He but he fed he he did all the heavy lifting and the dirty work in the corner to get the puck 
and uh, fed it to the guy who was just coming right down the the main highway right there in the slot and popped it in um but i thought that was pretty good because um it showed some good uh, i thought some good teamwork and some good yep. um, um unselfishness and you know it's more interested in getting the w than getting the uh, uh than getting the, the the stat the assist i mean yeah. the, the goal itself so how, how about uh how about each team took 10 penalties yeah, yeah well you know hey, first first game first uh first Ooh. game for both teams so Ooh. davenport three of ten in uh, Grand Canyon, 0 for 10 on the power play. Yeah. Oof. Oh. Oof. Yeah. Oof. But, but hey, Grand Canyon comes out on top and right. uh, takes care of Greets Davenport, says, welcome to the desert. Here's a knot on your forehead. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, then the very next night, Grand Canyon hosted Utah to get some WCHL action underway. Utah was coming down to play Arizona State, and due to some scheduling issues, um, they're having to play their series against Grand Canyon at Grand Canyon in two separate parts on a Thursday night. So this was the first of two games on a Thursday night that Utah will play at Grand Canyon, and Utah comes away with a 2 to nothing shutout win yeah. over the Lopes. How about that? The uh, Utah, 43 shots on goal for the night, and then our boy Landon Anderson with the uh, shutout for, for Utah. Yeah, yeah, he's he, he he was he's a difference maker. That's for sure. Utah looked pretty good, and uh, uh, you know Anderson can be a difference maker. Yeah, the the thing here is you know Grand Canyon. You know we talked over ten on Wednesday night on the power play. The uh, but they also gave up ten penalties and uh, they took seven more on Thursday. So you know might want to. Get that in check a little bit there, right? Because that could be a difference maker. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it was. It was in this case. Yep. So Utah gets off to a nice start on a on a Thursday night and kicks off WCHL action. Hey, and then then all the fun really got going on Friday Saturday. Um, yeah, that's where all everybody was playing Friday Saturday. Yeah. Let's let's uh, we'll, we'll we'll leave the valley here really quick and let's go to the place where we were really wringing our hands for the longest for about three or four weeks. Illinois um, at Missouri State in Springfield, America. All 11 listeners that we have on the podcast are from Springfield. Did you know that, Andrew? I did know that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, but uh, remember, we were wringing our hands. Will Illinois play? Won't they play? This These games were sold out. Um, is Illinois going to show up? Um, can we find a replacement? Uh, if Illinois isn't going to play, can we find a replacement team to fill in the spot where Illinois was? And I mean, it was a real, you know, will they, won't they type of an affair yeah. for a long time. And uh, finally, we got the word from Illinois. They got them, themselves a coach. They were actually going to honor their commitments. They were going to play. And and how about that? I mean, Illinois. I mean, that's a pretty storied uh, school there in the ACHA. Absolutely. Sitting here saying, are they playing? Are they not playing? It's crazy times, right? Crazy times, and that's the uh, unfortunate. That's the state of uh, of hockey, especially when. A program is built around one person, yeah, and then that person leaves. It's you know it's it, it just throws everything into disarray, and we've seen that happen on more than one occasion with more than yep. one program. Um, just off the top of my head, we've seen it happen with Iowa State. We've seen it happen with Colorado. We've seen it happen to a certain degree with Colorado State, and um, so yeah, it's uh, it happened at Illinois, and they're trying to recover, but. Hey, Good for those kids. The Illini came down to uh, Springfield, and they took two beatings on yes, Friday night—a three to nothing uh, uh, defeat, 
three to nothing win for Missouri State, and then they really just broke out the the can uh, and beat them. Beat Illinois seven to one. Missouri State did. Yes, on Saturday. The stat that I can't get over on this uh, series here is on Saturday. Yeah. Illinois eleven shots on goal. <laughs> I just can't. Ouch! I'm like, is that right? Is it not right? Like, you know, what's going on here? Yeah, don't don't you know the uh, goaltender? Missouri State's goaltender is. Uh, uh, oh, I was going to say Brady Griffin, but it's his younger brother Matt. Um, yeah, yeah, he's he's just sitting back there reading a book the whole time, don't you know? Yeah, and I mean that can almost be. I mean that few shots that can almost be just as dangerous, right? You really, goaltender sitting back there not doing much. Yeah, you know if you get in a rhythm as a goaltender, you know you, you're seeing pucks all that. You know if you're sitting back there not doing much, then all of a sudden, bam, you know a shot goes by you, and you know I you see it all the time. So yeah. so you need some action, is what you're saying. 11 shots for the game. Holy smokes. Well, he, <laughs> he, he, he the, 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 uh, the Illinois goaltender is, is thinking, wait a second. Why didn't I get 11 shots for the game? Yeah, he got, he got, he saw 50 <laughs> on Saturday. So he, he, he was a little busier. And the guy in the night before saw 40. So, yeah, uh, 90, 90, 90 shots in, you know, in a weekend. That's not bad. Yeah. Missouri state, uh, uh, they scored, uh, what three go- power play goals in a shorty on Saturday. Yep. Yep. And our, our good friend, uh, I mean, Missouri state's putting up a bunch of points now cause who, who we got Evan Ross had a couple of goals. Um, the, uh, the Hendrick, Hendrick Lohman had two goals and an assist on Saturday. Yeah. And, uh, the one that stood out to me was our, our good friend, Mr. Number 11, Witter, um, is it? No, no, no. That's uh, here. I'm thinking of the wrong guy. It's Car- where, I thought it was Witter. What's his number? Uh, he's here. He is. Where is he? Where is he? Uh, 77. There we go. 77 on Saturday. Had one, two, three penalties called on him. Three out of the <laughs> out of the ten penalties. Uh, no, no, three out of the eight penalties are called on this poor guy. And I'm like, dude, you really wanted to get on the score sheet, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. And he ends up scoring the first goal. So no. I, I don't know what his problem was, uh, but he, he really wanted to be on the score sheet. And he, he was on the score sheet the night before, too, for all the penalties. That's what it was. He had five penalties in total. Um, and Yeah, and I'm like, buddy, calm down. You can get on the score sheet another way. <laughs> yep, totally. The, uh, but no, 10 goals on the weekend, 90 shots total, so... One every nine shots. I think uh, Coach Long, Coach Cook. I think they'll like those percentages and uh, try to keep that cooking for the rest of the season, right? Well, now you know the big thing with Missouri State is this: um, they're coming. They were coming off uh, a surprise weekend at Illinois State, where they lost to, to Illinois State, and then they had an off week, and then they played at home. And you know, I, I don't think it's any great secret with Missouri State. They're known for playing very, very well at home. They have a great yep. home crowd, and they do very well at home. The question is, you know, can they match that performance on the road? And sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Most of the time, they don't. So uh, I think the, you know, the the task for those guys the rest of the season is to, you know, win half the games on the road, win all the games at home. And win half yep. the games on the road now. What do they? What do they say? Win the ones that you should, and try to steal a couple that you shouldn't. Yeah, right? yeah. You know that's that's what hockey guys say. I, well, yeah, yeah, we better. Yeah, let's. We, yeah, let's you, get you off must, that topic. You, you must have been paying attention to somebody else because yeah. that surely wasn't you or me. 
Yeah, yeah. Let's let's move on to something else. I mean, we can have this hockey talk here, right? <laughs> Can't have that. Uh, but but I think that's the thing for Missouri State, and they're getting ready to go on the road uh, this weekend. And so uh, you know, they've they're I, I think for them to have some sustainable success, not just I mean, they're going to get to nationals. Uh, I, yeah. You know, they're a nationals team. They're a top twenty team. But for them to take that next jump uh, that's all i'm saying for them to become in that same uh, uh, echelon that same level with a uco with a unlv they're going to need to win games on the road as well as you know winning the the games at home so yeah yeah and and figuring that out too right make they're going to make a semifinals run stuff like that you know still in still in a couple games figuring out how to uh still those games that they shouldn't shouldn't have won right yeah and yeah putting stringing those together for sure well hey let's uh switch switch up gears let's come down here to arctic edge in oklahoma city um because a team came in here and stole some games that they probably shouldn't have uh shouldn't have won and that's the surprise in colorado buffalo six and oh on the season so far this year the the buffs have it figured out they came down and took care of oklahoma by a score of five to three and three to two on saturday two yep so now the five to three, there was an empty netter there, but uh, still, it was pretty. Um, um, they 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 did a uh, uh, Colorado. I thought just came in and did did some work. You know, they've gone yeah, on the road. Well, they they swept Division Two Metro State at uh, home and away, um, and then they went to San Diego State two weeks ago and swept San Diego State, a newcomer to Division One, but they swept them still. And now they came down to uh, on the road to Oklahoma, and uh, took care of business. You know, and you know, we the one big narrative that we had about Colorado last year was when they show up, be prepared and be ready for them, and you'll handle business. If mm-hmm. you overlook them on the schedule, you're going to find yourself in a heap of trouble real quick. You know, yeah. and uh, I would say that they're probably going to be that same way this year moving forward into the season, right? If you if you sleep on them, they're gonna they're gonna come in and and bite you and and steal one from you, right? Yep, yep. Well, and and they and they did. You know, Oklahoma got a couple of power play goals, and the chance to uh, for I think for Oklahoma to to get uh, the Buffs was on Friday night because Colorado was playing with their number two goaltender, their number one goaltender, Liam O'Gwen was sitting out a suspension. Uh, he got a DQ in the second game out at San Diego State, so O'Gwen had to sit out, and he's their clear number one. And um, anyways, uh, you know, hey, power to the Buffs. They found a way to, to persevere and get through and win it. Yep. Looks to me like Oklahoma has uh, uh, found a way to um, – well, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that first series against – uh, Alabama and their Oklahoma series or the game at Waldorf, there was a lot of penalties. Yes. And looks like Oklahoma is trying to dial the penalties back a little bit. And I think Coach Arvanitas got their attention. And it that is turning into opportunities for Oklahoma because Oklahoma scored three power. They scored four goals on the, uh, uh, no, five goals on the weekend. And, three of them being power play. Yeah, three of them are on the power play, which I think is yeah. good news for Oklahoma. So they're not far away, but um, they're 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 still trying to get there. They're still getting there. You know, the one thing I'd say about Oklahoma is they need a little bit more scoring depth. You know, it looks like when you're going through these score sheets so far this season, it's the same. You know, two three guys that are that are scoring a bulk of the goals for them. Uh-huh. 
So, you know, try to try to spread that out and find some scoring depth there. And but you know they've they've cut the penalties back this weekend and uh they had 78 shots on goal. So that's one thing that they kind of struggled with last year was getting shots on goal. You know, they're it's almost like they were last year they were waiting for the perfect opportunity to present itself to get shots on goal where, you know, sometimes, you know, you just got to live by the adage of throw it at the net and see what happens, you know? And, yep. uh, yep. so, you know, 78 shots through two games is, is a good little total. You know, if they keep that up, you know, they scored five goals this weekend. If they keep that pace up, putting pucks at the net like that, you know, they're going to start scoring goals and they're going to get that lucky break and that lucky bounce here and there. And, uh, hopefully they can piece some things together. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. I mean, they're they're turning it around. Like you said, I mean, uh, they seem to be getting a lot of their goals from a certain few fellows. What, number nine, Logan Sadler, scored yeah, three yeah. of the five goals. Yeah, Logan Sadler, um, Tristan Glass, Ethan McKinley, those guys come to mind, right? So they, yeah. if they can find some depth there in the scoring department, you know, they've got, I think they've got two solid goaltenders that can play in this league and win games in this league. The... Uh, I think they just need to scoring depth will go a long ways for those guys if they're going to be successful this year. There you go. Hey, let's uh, let's really quick. We we got another couple of series to go, but let's. Uh, I'm going to hit a horn and hit a. Let's take a quick break. Hold on. Okay. I no time for the jibber jabber. You got like three feet of air that time. Here's a guy when he eats a lot, he takes a big dump later. Hey, Sam, come here a sec. Coach, I'm, I'm sorry. You know what the happiest animal on earth is? It's a goldfish. You know why? No. Got a 10 second memory. Be a goldfish, Sam. Yeah? From the tower of power, too sweet to be sour, I'm funky like a monkey. Sky's the limit and space is the place. <laughs> I like that one there from the Macho Man, the Tower of Power. The Macho Man, he had some good ones. Ted Lasso, Napoleon Dynamite. Not yeah. bad, not bad. He, he snuck some good ones in there. Uh, you know, getting. I, we're trying to improve this uh, suboptimal podcast. So what a what a great show, Ted Lasso. Holy moly! Uh oh, uh oh, someone's getting on the Ted Lasso train. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Davenport, after they uh, lost to Grand Canyon uh, on Wednesday night, they drove down to Tucson to take on uh, Arizona. Arizona was opening up their uh, their season at the Tucson Arena, and um, Davenport ended up splitting uh, the weekend down there with Arizona. They took a 6-2, to no, no, I've said this wrong. They took a 3-2 to two, um, uh, shootout victory on yep. Friday night over Arizona and then Arizona rebounded on Saturday and just pounded the snot out of Davenport six to two. Yeah. I mean, it was, just took it right to him off the get go on Saturday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it looked like it was a, a deal. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I think there is no team in the Western collegiate hockey league that practices their celebrations, their goal scoring celebrations <laughs> more so or better than Arizona. <laughs> they only scored two goals on on Friday night, but oh my God, the two the, the kids that score the goals had some great celebrations, and they know that there's a crowd in the building. Yeah, so they were definitely playing up to the crowd, and obviously it it got taken up another notch on Saturday when they scored six goals. Six goals, yeah, and it's and it was the same culprits. You know, it was. Yeah. Brody yeah. Brody Selman and in uh, the Dylan Walker kid, and then on uh, on Saturday, 
it was uh, Jesse Lowell was the was yeah. the main culprit with a couple yeah. of goals. Hat hat trick for Lowell on Saturday. So. Yeah, those those kids. I'm telling you what they uh, they. I, I'm pretty sure one day. You know, like in football, you practice, or even in hockey. I'm not a hockey guy, so I'm I'm told this. But you know, you have power play day. You have you know, you work on the PK. You, at the you know the last, the last end of the uh, of the Wednesday practice is usually your when you practice the shootout, right? Um, I think these guys practice their their goal sellies. Yeah, they they get the they get the sellies in there on yeah. Thursdays or something. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I wonder if they have judges, you know, that are there in the stands <laughs> that hold up. You know, that's a nine. Yeah. That's a, that's <laughs> a six. Yeah, move uh, on from that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, Arizona got off to a good start. Uh, they found, you know, Anthony Churro is now on the bench, uh, being an assistant coach, and uh, Nolan Bivolchik is their uh, their clear number one goaltender. He was in net both nights and. Um, you know, I think uh, the nice thing for U of A was, remember we said, especially at the end of last season, when they scored, it kind of seemed like it was an, on accident. Yep, yep. It uh, didn't seem that way this uh, this weekend. It seems like they yep. found some scoring eight, pop. Eight goals total, six on Saturday. So, yeah, they, uh, they maybe they've got something cooking down there in the desert. We'll see. Yeah, and they've got some defense. And uh, with Bivs in net, I think they'll. Uh, I think they'll be pretty pretty good. I'm not going to say they're going to win the conference, but uh, I think they're they'll they'll challenge for it, no doubt. Yeah, no, they they definitely have got the goaltender. He's a he's a horse back there for them. So, yeah, just get some help up front, scoring some goals, and they should be okay. Yeah, yeah. Now the the one thing they got to worry about is penalties because they ended up giving up uh, two power play goals. I think out of three or four opportunities on the weekend to Davenport. Yeah, um, and and you know, in the shootout, the shootout, I kind of think is I'm not going to say it's not fair, but the shootout comes after a three on three, five minute overtime period, and the idea is you put your guys, you know, at least according to hockey guys, and you know, I'm not a hockey guy, neither are you. Yeah, um, no. but you know, you put you, there's a lot of room out there, so you put your best guys out there. Right, let them get out there and be creative. Well, if you nothing happens during that five minute period, those your best players that have been out there for five minutes and being creative are also now dog tired, mm-hmm. and then you're asking them to go do a shootout. So I don't know. I mean, there's a part of me that, as a if I were to be a hockey coach, I would think you know the last minute or two of overtime, I would think towards the shootout and not play my you know i you know who's good in a shootout and who's not yep um you know who's got to move and who doesn't and it's usually some unknown defenseman or some you know the the 12th forward the 13th forward the person you don't expect right yeah he's got some that's that's all they can do is the one sick move that they got yeah um they can't kill or they can't uh you know they can't take a one-timer but they've got this little dipsy doodle back around spinner rooney goal um, that'll just wow every time. And, uh, uh, you know, I guess I would just consider, you know, either going with totally different shooters or, uh, in the shootout than, than guys that were on the ice for the overtime, or I would save my best shooters. If they were on the ice during the overtime, I would save them for the last minute or two for overtime. So that, cause, uh, you know, the two Arizona shooters didn't really get off the best shots and, um, you know, what, what you going to do? So, yeah. Anyways, that's coming from a non-hockey guy. What the hell do I know? Yeah, right. 
So I know they had a pretty decent crowd, and uh, Arizona's uh, kicked their season off. So hey, good for them. They're, I like it. Yeah, they're one zero oh, and one technically. And I, so. and I saw I saw no oh, tweet from those guys not too long ago where they were still doing dry land practices, waiting on the ice to be installed. No, yeah. Oh, I was like. That is, that is a rough go. I'm telling you what, I see a lot of uh, spin classes for that. And I'm like, man, yep. I like riding a bicycle, but I'm not, not in a stationary place. I'd have to want yeah, to no, get around. No. and. I'm going to see something if I'm riding a bike. Especially bike. if you're in Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Go up and down a hill or something. Yeah. Hey, let's stay in Arizona because Utah, after uh, taking care of Grand Canyon on Thursday night, they drove over to uh, the scenic Oceanside Ice Arena on McCormick Boulevard in Tempe, America, to take on ASU. ASU has, uh, was coming off a 15-to-1 shellacking of Northern Arizona up in Flagstaff. And they, uh, ASU brought out the whooping they, stick again. Yep, they, uh, they laid the boots to Utah. Yeah, they on did. On Friday and on Saturday. 7-2 to two on Friday, 3-1 to one on, uh, on Saturday. At least Yikes. the Saturday game was a little bit closer. Yeah, I mean, Friday, it wasn't close at all. I mean, it was right from the get-go, right? They were on top of those guys, like white on rice, and yep. it was three to nothing before you knew it. A couple of power play goals, um, three power play goals out of nine opportunities for ASU, yep. um, and they were just peppering, peppering uh, the Utah goaltender. He's a transfer from Arizona, Rhett Kimmel. Um and so uh, Rhett kind of got a little baptism by fire from his ASU uh, friends with, uh, when did they get 34 shots on him? 34 on Friday night, yep. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, he let seven of them go by and kind of an ugly night there to be a Utah Ute on, yeah, on, fr- but, on Friday. But, but a great night to be number 19, Connor Tillman. <laughs> yeah. He, he had two goals and two assists. So... Four points on the night for for Mr. Tillman, and uh, three of those four points that he had were on the power play. So yeah, how about how about that and power play killer out there? They're 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 doing well. And number twenty one there, the uh, Carson Couche. I'm I'm probably busting on that name too. Kusher, I don't know what his name is. Uh, twenty one. He had a couple of goals as well, and uh, they're just. Arizona State looks good. I'm not going to say they look scary good. We're going to find out here pretty soon if they look scary good or if they're just good. But uh, they look to be much improved from last year. Yeah. About, well, yeah. And, and good for them. You know, it's good to see them bounce back and finally start fielding a team, you know, because they, they were really, really, really good. And then when they went to the NCAA, you know, they obviously took a uh, – Took a dirt nap on us, and then it's good to see them bouncing back and finally putting something together back out there again, right? Well, and, and the, the core of the team is is has stuck together for a long time because you've got Garber and Rodin have been goaltenders in net for the past few years, and you've got just names that stick around that you've seen for a long time. Brendan Studioso. Uh, I was going to say Studioso is the one that comes to mind, right? Clayton Lackey, Elliot Plourd. Um, you know, uh, Ryan Lamphere, you're seeing these Connor Cruck, you're seeing guys who've been there for, it seems like they've been there for four or five years now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's all gelling and coming together. So I think ASU has a chance to be really, really good this season. Yeah. Must make you happy knowing that Arizona state's going to be really, really good. (laughs) (laughs) Considering that they're, they're my favorite team, right? According to some. 
Yep, they are the cherry in your eye. So, I mean, hey. <laughs> There's a certain wizard in Ohio that's just grinding his teeth right now. <laughs> hey, you, you know, for, he now from the... He me an ice cream so. <laughs> Hey, from the Utah perspective, uh, the, the, the number one goaltender, Landon Anderson, he was in net again on Saturday. He had the Thursday win over Grand Canyon, and he saw an awful lot of shots again on Saturday. But, you know, he kept it fairly close with it being yeah. a 3-1 to one game. 3-1, to one. yep. It was respectful on Saturday, right? And Utah, you know, we had a measure of, uh, you know, they didn't lay down on Saturday either. I mean, they they – pelted uh, the ASU goaltender with an awful lot of rubber so yeah no they came back 34 shots on Saturday for them so yeah after after a 7-2 shellacking on Friday you know like you said it's very easy to just kind of lay over and whatever happens on Saturday happens right but it's good to see those guys they have some fight in them and uh, kept it three to one kept it a close game and outshot Arizona State actually 34 to 30 on Saturday so showed some good fight there and uh, you know they're another team that you know, we, we've kind of talked about them last year, kind of being on that cusp of of it could either the wheels could fall off or they could figure it out and and be a dangerous team. So I think that's I think this is a good learning weekend for those guys, kind of figure out what they're going to be this year. Hey, speaking of a, a good learning uh, opportunity. Uh, do you like that transition? That was pretty good. That, that uh, was great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, my favorite place on earth. And um, uh, the UCO Broncos drove up to Fort Collins to take on the Rams from Colorado State to play two games at the Adora Pool and Ice Center. And it was a learning experience for Colorado State because UCO brought it to them both games, 7-4 to four and 4-1. Four to one. Yeah, the UCO was clicking on all cylinders, weren't they? Yeah, they were. And they were, I think, the thing that, that Central, I mean, let's give Central Oklahoma a lot of credit, right? Um, especially on the Saturday game because it was a tight, tight game going into the uh, second period. Uh, it was and it was late in the second period when the goals started to come. And it was still a, 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 a one-to-one game after two. Um, but then UCO just wore CSU down yeah, and got three goals. One of them, I think being an empty netter on, uh, on, on Saturday, but the thing for UCO that UCO took advantage of and made CSU pay was on the power play. Yeah. I was going to say the power play for UCO is huge Yeah, on Friday and Saturday. If, if Colorado state had, uh, and that's where the learning experience comes in. Colorado state's got a good little team. They're going to, they're going to be sneaky. Good. Yep, they're gonna. Camden Lambert has the Rams playing very, very well. They've got a good goaltender in Sam Simon, and if you're not ready to play, if you're coming in thinking you're gonna, you know, it's easy, it's point night or something, CSU is gonna teach you a lesson, and they're gonna steal a, a, a W or two from you. Yep, yep, but they're gonna make you work. But it didn't work for C for UCO. UCO knew what they were getting. How about? I mean, you can't. UCO's dangerous on the power play, and they've been dangerous on the power play for for a number of years now. And yep. they went six of six of nine on the power play for the weekend. Ooh. So, you know that's you know the the usual suspects start showing up on the score sheet. You know, uh, Mikhailov nineteen for UCO. Yeah, four four goals on on Friday, right? Two of them, two of those four being on the power play. You know, and then Sam Sykes on Saturday comes in with two goals of his own. You know, it's 
the same subjects start showing back up, right? When you give those opportunities. It's the truth. And, and UCOs got themselves an embarrassment of riches. You, you, you think you're going to key on, like you said, Sykes or you key on Mikhailov. And uh, they had a transfer come in to UCO, a kid named Andre Blaha, who was the MVP of the B Conference uh, when he played at Midland last year. And, um, you know, he transferred down to UCO and he can put the puck in the net. And so, you know, UCO's UCO's got some uh, got some balance now. Yeah, you know, I, are they are they still are they still got a little bit of a hangover maybe from the national championship game and their run at nationals, perhaps? Yeah, maybe. We'll, but you know, they're uh, they're they're taking they're winning the games. What did you just say earlier? Because you're the hockey guy, not me. Um, <sighs> you win the games you're supposed to, and win and, steal some of the games you're not. Yep. Yep. So uh, UCO took care of took care of Colorado State. They won those games they were supposed to, and um, you know, they, the, so so you know, give UCO credit for being ready. CSU is going to sneak up on somebody, and it might oh, yeah. and it might be this weekend. You never know. Yep, yep, it could be. Hey, um, UNLV got their season started off too. They they opened the season at Denver, and that's NCAA the number one team in college hockey, Denver. And Andrew, I don't know that there's a whole lot that needs to be said about it, other yeah. than it, other than it was ugly. It was ugly. Um, Ten to nothing was the final score. Um, Denver scored six power play goals. Um, I think their shots the shots were like ninety one to thirty or ninety one to thirty three, something like that. Ninety one thirty three. Yeah. It was uh, it was ugly, and but you know, hey, it's to be expected. You you know, UNLV yep. is um, hey. one of the one of the best teams in the ACHA. Um, Denver is the best team in, in college hockey right now. In college hockey right now, they have like twelve NHL draft picks on their squad, and uh, you know, if if you, I'm not going to say if you take away the the, the power plays you know that it's going to be a game but um unlv needs to um you know if they were going to have a chance no this was an exhibition game and you know it's not going to count in the rankings or anything uh but still you you need to you, you need to uh you need to cut down on the penalties and unlv yeah. had two five-minute majors uh in the game it's an exhibition game and you still get five-minute majors yeah, um, it, and the thing I saw, they had three hooking penalties right off the start, yeah, right, right in a row. So I mean, that tells me that there's a lot of clutching, and grabbing, just from the speed difference, right? It's, yeah, and I was going to say so this quicker. The speed is, yeah, you're using the stick as opposed to skating because the, yep. the the difference is just tremendous. So, yep, yep. Now the cool thing about this was because. Um, um, and, and I guess we can thank Southwest Airlines for this. Southwest Airlines bumped UNLV's uh, travel plans back to later on Sunday night than was originally expected. So UNLV and UCO got on the horn together and said, hey, uh, we're going to be in the Denver area. You're going to be in the Denver area. Let's play a game on Sunday. There you go. And Why not? so they did. I mean, it was literally set up probably within, uh, you know, geez, on Thursday, I think it was. Um when it got set up, we wanted to make sure that it was not, I say we, I had nothing to do with it. It was all Coach Rivera and Coach uh, Greener, Veneri Greener, and it was mostly on the UNLV side of things. 
Um, they found the place. They found the, I gave them the contact name for the officials. The, they got the officials lined up, confirmed that it would be a game that counts for ACHA purposes. It's a non-conference game for the WCHL, so it's not going to count in the WCHL standings. But And it's a rematch of uh, last year's national semifinal. And uh, UNLV and, and UCO played at Big Bear Ice Arena. What a cool name. Yeah, that's a good one. It's better than Blazers Ice Center or Arctic Edge. Yeah, yeah, a little more unique to it, right? Big Bear. I mean, that's just intimidating. You know, big. You expect to, you know, a gigant to walk in through like a grizzly's mouth or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of one of those things. Anyways, uh, UNLV wins the game five to two. It was an impromptu game, but um, UNLV wins the game five to two. Uh, UCO again uh, hammers away on the power play. Two of five. How about that? But uh, UNLV, and, and that was courtesy of, again, UNLV had another five-minute penalty. Yep. Um, so they've, got, they've played two games and got three majors already. Um, so, you know, just if, if they were to play hockey, um, I think, you know, they're clearly one of the best teams. They're, they're what I would call a, a butt kicker and a name taker in the ACHA. Yeah. And there's very few of them. You get Liberty, Minot, UCO, UNLV. Um, and now that Lindenwood's gone, Lindenwood uh, was one of them. But uh, but man, if they could just clean up the game and just play between the whistles and yes, you know, uh, keep the keep the, the the garbage to a minimum. Um, boy, they could they could be deadly. They could be deadly. But, hey, Zach Wixon was in net, and uh, he earned the W over UCO. And so, uh, you know, hey, they didn't – there's no trophies awarded in use in uh, in October, but I'm sure that UNLV feels good. This is the fourth time in, uh, in a year that UCO and UNLV are tangled, and this is the first time that UNLV beat UCO. So it's probably good to get that uh, – Get off the schneid in terms of yeah, beating get that the Broncos. Off their back. Yeah, yeah, and and hey, for the Broncos, it's probably just as good to you know to finally get beaten by UNLV. Now they don't yeah. have to worry about it. Now you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah, just go out and go play hockey. So uh, and, good. and I looked up, I looked up Big Bear Ice Arena. Oh yeah, you're not walking into a bear's mouth. I can tell you that. <laughs> It's, it's my a, it's it's my understanding, Andrew, and I say this pink. with all love and respect. It's pink and green on the outside. <laughs> it's very very lo-fi. <laughs> it's very very held together with uh, scotch tape. It's it's not the the pride of the Denver Ice Arenas. It's not the oh. crown jewel. Sounds sounds familiar. <laughs> You said that, not me. <laughs> Let the record reflect. Hey, uh, okay, so we did have some WCHL games, which means we have some WCHL standings. Central Oklahoma, Arizona State, and Colorado have all played two games. They've won all two of their conference games, so they're tied in first place. Utah has actually played three games. They've won one, tied, uh, lost two, so they're in, uh, I guess, technically it's second, but it's really fourth place, whatever. Missouri State, UNLV, and Arizona have not played any conference games yet. And so they're kind of in limbo. And then Colorado State, Grand Canyon, and Oklahoma have played um, conference games. They've lost them. And so they're dragging up the rear for right All now. All at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, for right now, yeah. For right now. But you know what? That's uh, uh, That'll all change here this upcoming week because we've got some games coming up. Yeah, I would say, you know, 
those top, you know, just looking at the WCHL, those top three teams are probably pretty evenly matched right now. Yeah. You know, those teams that we're kind of predicting to finish in the middle, I would say, is kind of a toss-up. And, I mean, as dumb as this sounds, even those teams that we were talking about finishing at the bottom, you know, those teams are going to be evenly matched and competitive. So, I mean, I think we have a good balance here this season. It's not. No, there's no doubt. Central Oklahoma and, uh, and uh, Arizona State and UNLV are going to – I think they're going to be your – you're uh, in, yeah, in Arizona, right. in Missouri State. Those will be, your, I think, your five. You got to watch. You know, yeah. U- Utah might sneak in there to as a six. Let's see what they do this weekend. But um, yeah, I think the uh, you know, and then all the the other four teams, the Grand Canyons, the Colorado States, they the Colorado right now, especially they can sting you. Yeah, um, uh, it's. Yeah. I, I think we've got a good little mix going on here. There you go. There you go. All right, Andrew. Hey, I'm going to hit some more buttons, and uh, let's see if we can't uh, have a little fun, and then we'll talk. get some predictions going. Ready? Sounds good. Here's a guy who, when he eats a lot, he takes a big dump later. You got like three feet of air that time. Now it's your turn. I don't know what I was doing with that one. Now it's your turn. Space Ghost. You know, <laughs> I'm telling you what, this, Andrew, this, here, here you go. This is what I should have played. What the hell was that? <laughs> See? Oh, all right. Now let's hear a little Mr. T. I have no time for the jibber-jabber. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. All right, Chance the Rapper, let's do that hockey. I need to get my yeah. button pushing down. Yeah. Jeez. Have you lost your mind? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have lost my mind. Oh, my That's gosh. Right. That's and- right. Andrew, we've got some games. You know, last week we had Anita uh, Suchia from Utah. She picked some games, and she did okay. She wasn't, you know, 100% like you were. She had Grand Canyon over Davenport. She had Utah over Grand Canyon. She said Missouri State was going to sweep Illinois. Um, she, uh, she said UCO was going to sweep Colorado state and obviously Denver was going to pound UNLV and nobody knew about UNLV and UCO. So what can we yeah. say there? Now we missed on, uh, she had Colorado and Oklahoma splitting Colorado, um, Colorado yeah. swept, swept on that one. Yeah. She had, uh, Arizona sweeping Davenport and that was a split. And then she really missed, uh, this was the Utah Homer and her coming out. She said Utah <laughs> was going to sweep ASU and it went the other way. Yeah, it went the other way in a big way. Yeah. So, okay, Andrew, you're gonna put your uh, you ready to put your predictions on the uh, on the belt on the on let's, the yeah. Let's let's lay it out there. All right. Bring it on, baby. There you go. Bring it on, baby. Okay. First, you know what? Here, where, do I have? I did see. Oh yeah, listen to that. <laughs> Just for you, Andrew. Just for me. Oh boy. All right. Uh, Midland comes down to they start their season playing at UCO. What do you think? Midland at UCO. Uh, Midland is a team that historically has trouble with the penalties, so I'm going to say UCO sweep. Uh, I think so too. I mean, this is UCO is going to have one, two, three, four, five games under their belt. Yeah, they're Midland starting the season. Form. Yeah, yeah, UCO's midseason form. Midland has trouble with the with um, giving up uh, power plays and all that. So yeah, not a not a good recipe here. Now it will be interesting again because as I mentioned earlier, uh, Andre Blaha used to play at Midland. He played there for two years, and he was recruited to Midland by Midland's head coach now, Jan Dom. Uh, they're both from the Czech Republic, 
And so, uh, but but Blaha is now down at UCO, so it'll be interesting to see uh, if he shines and if he comes out and performs well against his old team. It'll be interesting to see if his old team comes out with a bunch of baseball bats instead of hockey yeah. hockey sticks and just tries to, you know, take out someone's legs. Hey, and you know what? If they come out with the baseball bats, I know a certain number nineteen that's just going to be sitting over there salivating, waiting to waiting to get out there and make them pay for it. You know, so. he's he's sitting right now at the top of the right circle, just with that with that hammer cocked, ready to go, just yeah, to let ready let to that one timer yeah. fire. Yep, yep, hundred percent. Oh, oh boy! All right, so and a UCO sweep. Um, Arizona State goes to Eugene, Oregon. Eugene, uh, what a name, Eugene. Eugene. When I think of Eugene, I think of the nerd from Greece. Um, <laughs> the guy, uh, anyways, um, uh, this would be Oregon's first uh, Division one, first week of Division One games, and um, they're taking on Arizona State. How do you see hey. that one? I've I've got one here for you. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, welcome to Division One hockey, Oregon. You're getting ready to get smoked two in a row by Arizona State. I, I mean, I think the key word up in Eugene is going to be pain. Yep. Oh yep. my gosh. Oh. Yeah, you think you're hot to trot, but welcome Arizona State. To I, show you how it's done. I think it's going to be ugly. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I hope agree. it's ugly. I hope it's ugly. That's what I'm saying, but that's just me because I'm a mean person. Hey, <laughs> we've got three WCHL series. Um, two of them are out there in the desert. Arizona is going up to Arcadia to take on Grand Canyon for two games on Friday, Saturday. U of A, one and one on the season. Grand Canyon, one and one on the season. So I'm, I'm, I'm going two ways on this one here. So uh-huh. you have to make an... You're gonna to have to make an asterisk on this one for I'm, me. I'm, I'm here. I'm putting it down right now. Hedging his bet before he even bets. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, so I'm calling a split. Split, but on the, but that's only if Grand Canyon can keep their penalties under control. Oh if come they, on! Come I'm, on! I'm, if, call, if I'm they, calling a split, but that's only if Grand Canyon scores more goals in one game than the other. <laughs> yeah. What a week! If, what week sauce? Okay. If, if Grand Canyon can't control themselves, Arizona's going to make them pay, and, and Arizona will take two on the weekend from them. So all right. So I'm going to pay. But if Grand Canyon penalty minutes, you have a sweep. But you're saying a split is your official. Your official. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying. I'm saying a split as my official. However, with an asterisk, if Green Canyon can keep it together, you know. All right, that's kind of weak, but whatever. Um, Grand Canyon usually has Arizona's number. That's the wild thing, right? That's, Even when Grand Canyon yeah. was Division Two, they would normally sting Arizona. Yep, uh, that's kind of what I was hedging on here, right? So, <laughs> well then, okay. So, are you going to split? Or are you going on a U of A well, sweep? No, it's officially a split. Okay, just just making sure. Just making yeah, sure. It's officially a split. Utah is going to stay on the road. I wonder if they go back to Utah if they're just you know if they flew down to Arizona and are slowly driving back to Utah <laughs> in the uh, back of a Pinto. <laughs> <laughs> in the back of a Pinto. <laughs> That's great. Um, but Utah is going to be at UNLV this weekend. They're going to open up the uh, games. These games won't be at City National Arena. I believe they're going to be at like. Uh, Oh, there's some other arena. It's like Life Horse Arena or Lifeguard Arena, something like that. It's named after soap or Life Buoy. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's some <laughs> other. It's where the Henderson Silver Knights play. Okay, yeah. It's not where the 
it's not where UNLV usually plays City National Arena. So, what do you what do you think there, Andrew? Utah oh. UNLV. You know what? As much as I want to say Utah's right there on the cusp, I think that uh, UNLV is is tough, and they're going to take two. Yeah, I mean it's going to be tough to win a game at UNLV. I think unless they just totally have a meltdown and, and, and you know, give you I the game. There's a lot of but I've heard there's a lot of home cooking by the refs in in Las Vegas. No, so. don't don't disparage the officials. You don't know that. Ah. You're just going on rumor and innuendo. Rumors. Uh-huh. Oh, geez. I'm trying to find the where this game is going to be. Uh, it's see. it's bothering me now. Let's see. It's, it's like Lifeguard Arena. I mean that that's here. Let's see here. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Let's see what the grand ACHA website. You know the monkey that runs that ACHA website. He's uh, that guy's a so they, dope. So it says they play their home. The Henderson Silver Knights play out of the Orleans Arena. Okay, but I, I don't see if it says anything about a practice arena. Well, here I'm looking online. Let me get to it here. Midland UCO. Here it is. Lifeguard Arena, Henderson, Nevada. Lifeguard Arena. I laughed when you said Lifeguard Arena, and and I'll be there. It is. Yeah, I'm thinking. You know, you, hopefully everybody's running around like in those Baywatch red bathing suits. Mm. You know, do you think they get a lifeguard tower up there? Mm. You know, if, uh, I'd, I'd show up for a few of those games. <laughs> You, just to see, you wouldn't want to see the hockey action. You would just want, no. want to be saved by the lifeguards, huh? Yeah, it, totally. <laughs> wow, what a what a nice arena. Holy moly. Oh, look at that. Look at that, see? Holy. That play, wow, that is really nice. Not what I was expecting from lifeguard arena. Well, you know, I kind of like life buoy arena. That's an old soap. That's how old I am. Um, no, but whatever. What in the world is going on out there? They've actually got the lifeguard symbol on the outside of the building. Do they really? Yeah. What in the world is oh, going good on? Good for here? them. All right. So you're calling for a UNLV sweep at the new yeah. lifeguard arena in Henderson. Do you think they yeah. call Henderson Hendo? I don't know, but don't worry about drowning at the Hender- at the lifeguard arena this weekend. You'll be good. <laughs> there'll be somebody there to save you. They got no water out there anyways to begin with. That's right. All right, now here we go. Missouri State at Colorado State at the Adora Pool and Ice Center. They do have water there. It's frozen on one side, and on the other side, they actually have a swimming pool. It's kind of mm. fun. It doesn't. I've been to an arena like that before. Mm. It, it's you it's got, it's I really weird. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's it's <laughs> it's weird because you've got nothing but humidity on one side, and you've got no no humidity on the other yep. side. How they keep it separated, I have no clue. The, uh, I probably have an idea. The, uh... <laughs> All right, Missouri State at Colorado State. I just got through a long soliloquy about how Missouri State needs to get it together on the road. Yeah. While at the same time, Colorado State's pretty good team if you're not paying attention. Uh, 100%. So that's that's how I came to my conclusion mm-hmm. of a split here. Oh. Look at you. All right. Split. All right. So officially, you're saying UCO is going to sweep Midland. Arizona State is going to smack Oregon around like a yes. redheaded stepchild. Hopefully so. Arizona and Grand Canyon are going to split unless Grand Canyon just gives away a whole bunch of penalties, uh, power yeah. plays, and then U of A is going to sweep, you say. Uh, you're saying Vegas is going to sweep Utah at the beautiful new Lifeguard Arena in Hendo, Nevada. 
and then CSU and Missouri State are going to split up at Epic. I think that's pretty salty. All right, all right, very good. I think you know that's can't complain about that. That's pretty good. O- Oklahoma has the weekend off because it's OU Texas uh, football weekend. Yeah, they probably should have played games. <laughs> they probably should have played games. <laughs> Colorado has the weekend off because they're tired. They've been traveling an awful lot. So uh, yep. congratulations to, to Oklahoma and Colorado for winning the weekend. You uh, stay in study hall and uh, you know improve your grades. Do something well there. So, all right, Andrew. Hey, we're at the point of the podcast where we just kind of ran- we've already rambled. Holy, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> in anything, uh, this is where we just—it's the free for all part. You know what? Here, where did my little sound? Gosh, if only. Thank God we're not doing this on video. Oh yeah, you'd, you'd yeah. see the steam coming out of your ears. I'm telling. Well, you would see how idiotic I am. <laughs> I mean, I just don't. Uh, I, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Bing bong. I like yeah. that one. That one's so stupid. Here, the uh, people would be amazed. You know, I'm sitting here in front of a uh, a big, huge portrait of Central Park behind me. You know, yeah. I've got I've got a bookshelf full of books on my left hand side. You know, yeah. You know, nursing books behind me here. You know, they'd see man like this guy is so studious sitting there doing this podcast, <laughs> and then they and then they'd see my sidekick over there. You know pulling his big toe and and slapping himself in the side of the head as he's trying to figure out his buttons i'm telling you what thank thank god we don't do this on video oh Oh, geez especially if i you know like i I would drop my pen i'd get up and you know see me just leaning over and there's my boxer shorts and all my glory or something jeez Andrew, oh, I saw man. I saw a great movie uh, a little while ago, and it was awesome. And I don't know that I've told you about it, but you should you should watch it. It's called Prey. Have you seen it? It's on Hulu. Uh, I, I I'm trying to think if I have seen the uh, oh preview for it on Hulu. It's it's. It, have you seen the movie Predator? Yep. This is the movie Predator, but think putting the movie Predator in the American West in a, in, a, in an Indian village. Oh my goodness! It's so good. This pretty was good, a, huh? this. You know, it's it's better than pretty good. It's great. This was a movie that was released on Hulu streaming. It should have been put in the movies because it is a killer. It's a great movie. It's an awesome movie. I, I can't say enough good things about it. You should watch it if you haven't watched it. This is a movie. I'm telling you what. Here, let me look right now. Arizona at Grand Canyon, Utah at UNLV, Missouri State at Colorado State. Midland at UCO, if Midland's listening to the podcast, all four of the road teams, they should get prey on the bus and put it on. That's a movie. That's a bus movie right there because it's one of those. Oh, yeah. What's a name? Come on, Andrew. We've been on enough buses. Give me some good bus movies. Oh, I mean, most of the formative years that we spent traveling with OU, we ended up having to watch the Jersey Shore. Well, okay, but uh, Andrew, Andrew, listen to the question. I didn't ask for what name. Give me a stupid TV show. I said, give me good bus movies. What's oh, a good man. bus movie? Oh Lord, I'm trying to think. Usual Suspects, so Lords of War. Um, yeah. What's the, uh, the 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 not really the gruesome stuff, but you know, a lot of high action, yes. fighting stuff like that, right? What, what's the one with um, Denzel Man on Fire? Yeah. Um, what's the? Um, uh, oh God, I'm going to forget this one. Uh, it's the Saints. 
oh geez 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 you know well pulp fiction is a type you know it's yeah. those types of shoot them up you know types of movies prey is a bus movie it's a it's a, one of those years where you're like yeah yeah go yeah. get it i mean you're like holy smokes i can't believe that this is going on and it's uh if you're a fan of arnold schwarzenegger and uh, the Predator movies, or the Predator movie, the first one was the best one. I, I still remember standing in line to go see that at the, in the movie theater. It was so good uh, on its opening night. And this one is right up there. It's a, it's incredible. You should see it. And if you can stream it onto, onto the bus when you're driving, if you're Midland and you're listening to this podcast because you want to be in the Western Collegiate League, you should stream it as you're going down to UCO. If you're Arizona, you might not. It's probably, well, that traffic between Tucson and Arcadia's, you might be able to squeeze it in before, uh, there. Utah will definitely be able to watch it. Missouri State will definitely be able to watch it on Frenchie's bus. So pray on, on Hulu. And it's P-R-E-Y. Holy smokes. That's a good one, huh? It's a great one. It's a great God, what is it? Boondock Saints? That's what I'm trying to think the of. The Boondocks. Yeah. Come on. Anything with anything with lots of uh shoot 'em ups and uh, yep. you know God, those are I've, all I've what, got so many on the tip of my tongue. Reservoir I'm, dogs. Um yeah. I mean Andrew, come on, we've been on enough buses. Um, we can come up with great movies. Oh, I remember long time ago when it first came out, we watched uh, Training Day with Denzel Washington mm-hmm. on the bus. Yeah, um, Denzel oh. Denzel did some great movies. Yes, he did. Yes, that, he did. I'm telling you what, that that man on fire. I mean, I still remember watching that thing, and that was that was just incredible. He was just like, I'm going to go get this girl, and uh, I'm going to go bring her back to her family, and doesn't matter what I do. When you're like, whoa, you go, Denzel. And I remember there was a kind of a kind of a psychedelic shoot 'em up with uh, Brad Pitt Brad that we Pitt. Huh. That we watched. Oh, that's the one that's on the tip of my tongue. I cannot think of that for the life of me. All right. But yeah, all that kind of genre, that high action, all that stuff, right? Yeah. Now we we would have the orig- the the occasional clown on the uh, on, on the bus that would want to put on like uh, you know Scooby Doo or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, you know. and he got voted to the back real quick. Dang right he did. <laughs> yeah, fat, yeah. drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, you know, we would watch, we would watch a little Animal House every now and then. Um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you got to watch the stupid stuff. Got to right? watch some stupid stuff, some funny stuff, Dumb and Dumber. Uh, oh. You know, you're you. What's uh, there's something about Mary. Uh, you know, oh, stuff that would make you stuff that would make you laugh and giggle. But as you were on the way, you know, to get you riled up, to get you. You needed, uh, I'm telling you, that Nicolas Cage movie, Lord of War, was just yep. insane. Um, yeah, wow. Some good ones. A Prey is a great one. I, would, I like it. I, w- I would definitely watch that. Okay. Um, no. What else you got? Well, so something you probably don't want to watch on the bus. Uh-oh. But is a great series that we just started watching um, a couple nights ago is that new Jeffrey Dahmer uh, mini series on Netflix. <laughs> really? Oh man, it is it is killer. It is yeah, it is creepy. Yeah. It it makes your skin crawl watching it, but it's one of those things that you can't turn it off. It is it is fantastic. Interesting. It is fantastic. It is it is I mean it is so 
I guess, realistic and makes you, the way they portrayed it and the way the acting was and all that. You know, we watched the first episode last week, and then the next evening, we went and ate barbecue for dinner. Oh, geez. And my wife got a rib dinner, and she, out of the... (laughs) Yeah, out of the four ribs that she got, she ate one of them, and she and she looks at me and she says, "I can't get the thoughts and the images of that show out of my mind. I cannot finish eating this dinner tonight." And she literally <laughs> quit eating right there. Oh my goodness! It is it is good. You got to watch it. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass because I don't go for you know Andrew. With, with all due respect. The junk that we heard about in the news and that we watched in the news, like the Jeffrey Dahmer or the BTK killer or OJ or, you know, all that the junk was in the news. I don't need to see the same thing with the crown, right? Princess Diana and all these historical reenactments. Don't need to see it. Don't want to see it. Lived it, watched it, saw it on the news. Yeah, no, this this Dahmer thing, it's good. Well, I'm telling you, Ram, Cam the Ram up in Fort Collins, uh, she she also recommended uh, the Dahmer thing, and I yeah, see, I, see well, great great minds think alike. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. So <laughs> here, hold on there, Andrew. Here, I got a I got something for you. Ready? This is this is you after you uh, after you after you said. Uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer and Cam the Ram agreed. I am the smartest man alive! Yeah, see? Here, here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you. Mwah, love you. <laughs> Yuck. You too. I'm telling you. All right, so Jeffrey Dahmer. The Dahmer. What 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 streaming thing is that on? Uh, that is a Netflix series. Netflix. Netflix is trying to make a comeback, huh? Because a lot of good stuff is on uh, some other places. Prey is on Hulu. Ted Lasso, we talked about that's on Apple. Apple TV, they're killing it right now. Apple TV is killing it. The morning show is on uh, Apple no, I was TV. I going to say, we, we, we watched the morning show oh, a couple months ago, like yeah. like a long time ago, right? And yeah. then got busy watching other stuff and never circled back and, and finished it up. And then just the other day, we uh, we picked back up where we left off and are watching it again. There you go. Severance is on uh, Apple TV. Uh, a show that I like, it's li- probably a little too cute. It's more in the Ted Lasso range, but it's a show called Trying. Um, I think is just incredible on Apple TV. So, uh, well, hey, good, good, good. All right, anything then, else? And, and, and I did. Um, you know, last time we talked, you mentioned Abbott Elementary. Yes. I, I watched an episode of that last night and uh and and i laughed because because it hits so close to home now I, you know i i got such a chuckle out of it, it yeah I bet, I bet now that you're teaching huh yep i got a pretty good chuckle out of that one for sure cam the ram once again recommended abbott elementary to us and that's because she's teaching as well yep. and uh yeah it's uh that's kind of cute that's a it's a really good show abbott elementary that's on uh abc and hulu yep so boy, we we should we should get promoted. We should get sponsored by some of these streaming services. You would think for all the yeah. all the promotion we're doing for these guys, huh? Yeah, yeah. You Who know, do I talk to? I was I was watching that Abbott Elementary last night, and the first the first job that I took when I was getting into this teaching thing a couple a month or so ago, I I went to work at an elementary school for a day. 
<laughs> never make that mistake again in my life. And <laughs> and I'm I'm watching this elementary school stuff at Abbott Elementary. And I'm like, oh my God, I, that was me, you know? <laughs> she knows what she's doing when she wrote that show, huh? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Uh, anything else, Andrew? The uh, the only gripe that I have. Yeah. The uh, and I don't know if you have any gripes tonight. Nah, I got no gripes. The only gripe I have tonight, and this is real first world problems that I've got going on here. If you if you give me an eighteen ounce or a sixteen ounce styrofoam cup to go, don't give me a Route forty four straw to stick in that little cup. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Dri- Drives me up the wall. Yeah, drives me up the wall for so you, whatever reason. You, it does. You got you either have a a big cup with a little straw or a little cup with a gigantic straw. Yeah, yeah, drives me up the wall. Yeah, <laughs> for whatever reason. So that's my gripe. Uh, no, I got you know what my gripes are right now are uh, high jersey numbers. It's my gripes are the same <laughs> gripes as always. Yeah, coaches that can't put the rosters in numerical order. Uh, uh, teams that don't know what numbers they're that, that have registered their players under one number, but their players are wearing different numbers during games, and yeah, you know, players with high numbers. I mean, I am so sick and tired, Andrew. I, I put in the score sheets for, and I'm not I, this. I should clarify this isn't really a Western Collegiate League issue, um, because the WCHL the the ten coaches are are really really good about doing things the right way. And we stress that we want to lead the pack, but I also help out with some other, um, uh, some other teams, some men's division two men's division three teams that, you know, from some other schools, um, in the St. Louis, Missouri area. And it just drives me absolutely bonkers to have to sit and try to decipher you know, who is this player and, what, yeah. you know, where is he on the roster? And yeah, I don't blame you. It just drives me, I, I, you know, in these high numbers. I get a team. I'll tell you what. There's one team out there that I think does it right and with high numbers, and it's Illinois State. Because they have a Division One, a Division Two, and a Division Three team. And their Division One team wears one through 30 um, with, the goal, with the goalie numbers, right, 33, 35. Their Division Two team wears like forty through sixty, and their Division Three team wears like seventy through ninety. There you I, go. I, I mean, like it. Yeah, I like that. That's that's not bad. The, the, in that case, high numbers are acceptable. But when you got a team with you know defensemen two, three, four, but then you've also got you know um, you know, forwards that are 74, 77, 81, 86, 89, 93, 91. You're yeah. like, come on, give me a break. Yeah, come on, dude. You're, you're yeah. not Sidney Crosby. You're not Evgeny Malkin. You're not Wayne Gretzky. You know, dude, get a low number, get a respectable number, and just put up big numbers. And let's go. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the biggest number that kid's going to put up is going to be on his jersey, and that's it. Yeah, so, I, I, I would agree with that. I'm, and so that's my – so I don't have any gritches, any gritches, any gripes. It's just that. <laughs> As you said, first world problems. Hey, um – uh, a friend of the podcast, his name is Chris Catalyst. He's a uh, great guitar player. He plays in a little band that we uh, might have mentioned earlier, um, although we, he can't talk about it. Um, but he's got an album coming out here on October the 7th, Friday, October the 7th. It's, uh, it's, it's a cover of David Bowie songs. It's called Waiting in the Sky. 
and you should uh, go to chriscatalyst.com and uh, check it out. It's uh, pretty good. You can order it. Uh, I'm, I know on Friday you'll be able to get digital orders, digital downloads, and um, if you like good music, and more importantly, if you like uh, David Bowie, and more and more importantly, if you like independent music, um, give give it a whirl. What's uh, what what the heck? So uh, Chris is a he's a good friend of the podcast, and um, we probably ought to start playing some of his tunes, especially from well a lot of his more rock and roll tunes we can't because they got f bombs in them. Yeah, uh, it is what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, he's got a great band or that that plays every now and then called Eureka Machines. That's a little power punk pop band that's uh, that's fun to listen to as well. But yeah. hey, he's, his his Bowie covers album is coming out. It's called Waiting in the Sky, and um, uh, you you should uh, you should consider it if you've got some uh, disposable income. Another ten bucks or so. What the heck. Drop it on, uh, drop it on some cool David Bowie tunes. Honor, honor Bowie, and help an independent artist out. So help a I friend like out. So I like it. All righty, Andrew. You know what? I I, I found two other buttons that I'm gonna that I'm gonna hit, <laughs> and then I'm gonna hit your button. Okay, <laughs> you, you'll you'll like this. Are you are you sitting down? Oh yeah, I am. Here, t- tell me which one of these two you like the best. <laughs> There's one, <laughs> and then here's the second one. This one's probably more appropriate. Just when you think this show is terrible, something wonderful happens. What? It ends. (laughs) There you go. See, I think that one's probably more appropriate for us. Just when you think it's terrible. I think that's our new closer right there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to hit that and then our music. But before we do that, we just want to thank everybody for listening to us ramble. I want to thank Andrew for being back on the podcast this week. It's good to have you back, my friend, and uh, great success teaching. Hopefully you don't get in trouble. Uh, no, no trouble. Don't accost the people wearing the uh, the ghost shirts or the uh, <laughs> Pearl Jam shirts or any other concert T-shirts. Uh, follow the WCHL pod on Twitter at WCHL pod. I've talked about the Western Collegiate Hockey League website. It's coming. I've got a couple of links. I need to look at them in the website. In the, uh, I know, it's coming. Uh, but for right now, it's at westernchl.com. We're on Twitter at westernchl. Um, Andrew is on Twitter at Stickford AM, S-T-I-C-K-F-O-R-D-A-M. I'm on Twitter at CJP in OKLA. Andrew will have fun things to follow on Twitter. He'll retweet, you know, lots of funny, like, you know, monkeys falling out of trees type videos. I will have the occasional uh, political stance. Um, so be warned, be forewarned. <laughs> Um, Andrew's a good follow I'm me not so much um, and then the ACHA men's division one website or men's division one Twitter is where you can go for all the updated scores ACHA men's D1 the guy that runs that is real clown I'm, I'm told so uh, anyways Andrew with that I'm going to hit a couple of buttons and get us out of here are you ready I am ready all right just want to make sure just when you think this show is terrible, something wonderful happens. What? It ends. <laughs> All right, Andrew, here we go. All right, everybody. Have a good week out there. Have fun watching some college hockey coming up this weekend. Think about those people down in Florida. We'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>